For a long time, there was a major gap in my prayer life. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't understand. I just knew that you go to God and you ask him for things. And like a genie in a bottle, like a Santa, I expected him to answer every prayer. Not some prayers. I thought that he should answer every prayer. Now, raise your hand if you were like me. Came a point when I started to feel so intimidated to pray because as I started to get around people that were more advanced or further ahead of me in Christ, they had these elaborate, fantastic, superb prayers. And so I was always feeling like, no way, I'd shy away from, from praying in front of those people or, you know, at all. So I took that even to my personal prayer life because after feeling so intimidated, I was afraid or uncomfortable to go to Christ, to go to God and pray, because now he's probably not gonna hear me because he's been listening to those people who can pray so fantastic. But my prayer life changed so much when I found out about prayer points. A wise person said to me that when you get into a car, there has to be a destination and the same thing for prayer. When you're praying, you you got to know where you're going. What's your what's your whole what's your plan behind all of this? What's your point? And our prayer is based on the will of God for our lives. And yes, I know you may say you don't know the will of God for your life. But the word of God, the Bible, the scriptures tell us. You don't know the scriptures. We're babes, we're just learning, I know. So pick a few scriptures that you know is important to your life. What is going on in your life? Do you need healing? Do you need God to provide? What is it that you're, that you're praying about? Find scriptures that are based from that point. So I would, I would use one example. So let's just, let's see if I can find one here. So let's look at an example of provision. So Psalms 46 verse one says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very pleasant help in trouble. God, this is, this is the prayer point. This is how you change your scripture. God is the, it, he's saying that he's your, our refuge, he's our strength. And you're saying to him, you're saying his word back to him. God, you said you are my refuge. You said you are my strength. You said you are my help. I am in trouble. God, I need you right now. God, and tell him whatever it is that you're going through. God, I'm frustrated. God, finances don't look right. This job is not working out. The supervisor is doing what it's doing. Explain to God what's happening. Talk to God like you're talking to your friend on the phone. He is your friend. He wants that relationship with you. I am frustrated. You know, let me tell you what happened today. And you just give it to him. And as you tell him that prayer point, as you tell him what you're frustrated with, you've already given him his word. His word does not come back void. So you're, you're backing up your prayer point with a scripture and in between each prayer point you give yourself a break 
give her, give her a second so that God may want to say something to you in reference to that scripture or to that prayer point. I know you may feel as if you don't hear from God, but we don't hear from God a lot of times because we do all the talking and we don't give him that correspondence time. Like I said, it's like you're on the phone. So you're talking to your friend. So you're not holding, you're not in a conversation all by yourself. You're in a conversation with someone else. So you're, you're saying what your issue is and you're waiting for the person to respond back. Does that make sense? And that's the best way that I can God explain wants to talk to us. He wants to have a relationship with us. He has things he has to say to us. But because we are so busy with our lives, because we don't have the time, we sit there, we say a prayer, and then we get up and we go. But he's like, you didn't even give me a minute. I didn't even get a chance to get a word in. He wants to say something. So that's why a lot of times you need to give yourself time before it's time to like run around and you know get to work and whatever else give yourself some time to pray and even if it's five minutes that one prayer point stick with that point you wait on god um and during your meditation time you you wait a minute wait a second whatever amount of time and you wait for an answer and then move on if you have more points or if you have a few points you do that so you use you, you say your prayer point you use your scripture, you wait a while, however long, if it's a second, if it's a minute, but you give that correspondence time, you give him time to respond to you. Before I end, I just wanna say, I know that um, a lot of times we ask, how long do you pray for? How long should we pray for? I don't remember ever seeing a scripture that said how long we should pray other than pray without ceasing, which means you're constantly praying. And that's not constantly speaking, like with your mouth just going on. But you can pray verbally, and then you can pray in your heart. But we also see in the scriptures that our brother Jesus, he went out to the mounts and he prayed. So he separated himself at a certain point from people, from the frustrations of life, from everything that was going on because it got so hectic, from the disciples. He separated from the disciples and he went and went and prayed. We see that Moses did the same thing. So we know that that's something that we should do as well. If there is any questions, please leave any questions, any comments. Connect with us on Facebook and on Instagram at Journey in Christ. We do have a website. So you can connect with us on our blog at www.journeyinchrist.info. I will see you in the next video. Peace out, y'all. There are a few things I would like to share with you. I don't know if you were anything like me, but I applied the success or success in books that I've read only to my secular life and my business life, but not to my spiritual life. When I was able to apply it to both areas or to all areas, I realized that I saw more growth and um, God's manifestation in my life was a whole lot different. So for transformation, it does not happen overnight. What God is doing in our lives is 
for the rest of our life. It's not, it's not just overnight success. But some things that I think that you should be aware of or you should know is to find someone that you're accountable to. So find somebody that is ahead of you, just like you would in, in business. When you are starting a new job, you would have somebody that's going to be there to train you. So in your spiritual life, have somebody that's ahead of you who you can be, be guided by. Secondly, be consistent. So if, if it is something like prayer, do that every day, regardless of how you feel, no matter what's going on in life, no matter how frustrating it gets, even when you feel like it's not working or you don't understand what you're even doing, you continue to do what you know. Three, invest in yourself. If you don't water something, then it probably won't grow, right? If you don't practice something, then you cannot perfect it. The next thing is locate your cheerleaders. I think this one is amazing because there are many times we know who our haters are, but we need to know who our, our cheerleaders are. Those people that are always on the sidelines rooting for us, praying for us, encouraging us, sharing a word to us, giving us a call to check in. Those are the people that you want to keep on standby. The fifth thing is celebrate your growth. So if your purpose is to grow in Christ, if your purpose is to learn to pray or to, to um, be guided by God, celebrate those successes. If you started praying and today's your first day, celebrate the fact, give yourself a pat on the back for your first day in prayer. At the end of the week, celebrate those seven days. At the end of two weeks, celebrate those, those 14 days. Celebrate your successes. So celebrate whatever your wins are. So I just thought that they were they would be some quick little nuggets that would help encourage you as you are growing learning in Christ. To, to share God's word, learning to understand what he's saying to us, is, is it is an amazing experience. So continue to watch the videos. Please like, subscribe, and share. Peace out, y'all. Today, let's talk about building yourself for success. Reality is, it all sounds really good, but... In order to build yourself for success, there are some things you're going to need to do. One, there are some people and some habits, some things that are around you that you're going to have to change. So let's go through those things. And I'm going to give you three main things to just work on. You can start to build yourself in the direction that you're wishing to achieve. So there are some people and habits that, that are hindering you from achieving the goal that you would like. Many times the people that are around you may hinder you, not because they're being malicious, but it's because it's their norm as well. Three things that you can use, three tools, minor tools that you can use so that you can start to work on being more successful. One, it is do things different. You can't be doing the same things and expecting the same results. So you're going to be doing things different. Two, you're going to start developing yourself. Three, you are going to align yourself with the people that you would like to be more like, 
who you would like to be a reflection of. So let's just go into this just a little bit more so that you can get more understanding so that you really can achieve the success you want. One, what are you doing different? You're going to change your view. You're going to change your focus, the people that you are around, the things that you're even listening to. Develop yourself. So whatever it is, you're going to need to spend time to develop yourself in that area. You're going to need to, to connect yourself to some YouTube channel. You know, you're going to need to do an online course. If finances is the issue, YouTube is, is it. Everyone is on YouTube. All sorts of information is there, but you're going to need to have you're going to need to grow and develop yourself. In addition, you're going to need to read things that are going to inspire you, that are going to feed the knowledge and feed the information into you that you're that you're wishing to know. 3. Find a company or a person that is already ahead of you that you are going to aspire to be like. Doing things different does not mean that you're going to get everything done at one time. There are two posts you can check out on my website. It is www.journeyinchrist.info. You can go to the blog section and there are two posts. There are 10 books to achieve spiritual success and 10 books based on all around success that you can read, that you can learn from, and you can grow from. So I thought that that would be pretty valuable to you as well as if you're a blogger. Um, there are some bloggers that I am more intimate with that I've been following. Um, so I've posted five bloggers that you would probably want to align yourself with or you'd want to check out their page. So check those out. Please remember, drop a comment. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the video. I'll see you in the next video. Peace out, y'all. We're talking about activating your faith. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 24 says, God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. Each and every one of us, we are called to specific people we are called with a specific word. Let me say that again. Each and every one of us are called. We are called to a specific people. And we are called with a specific word. We are called to help and strengthen the kingdom of God. I started to share with you last week about how I was blessed by someone um, at my church. remainder of my rent. It was given down to the very penny. So this is, <laughs> that was when I was activating, I was trying to remember um, the year, but I, I don't even think that matters. But when God and I rekindled our relationship, at a certain point, I realized that I was going through a time where I was being tested. Um, I was being tested financially. I was being tested um, even with relationships, like friendships that were around me. Um, what was required to get to this next step in 
our relationship, me and God's relationship, was to have faith in him. And having faith, um, he also wants us to be able to lean in on on earthly people, to be able to lean in on to him and, and to lean in for ourselves, to have faith in ourselves. But um, in this instance, in this story, um, I was... I was short on rent. I didn't have enough. And uh, all of my calculations, I had it down to a science, but I don't know what happened. I didn't have enough. And I just remember I was about ready to like scream. And I went to church. It was on a Sunday. I went to church and I, I was an usher then. Or was I? Either way, I served in church in some way. And when we were all done, we were packing up and just getting about ready to leave. And um, one of the ladies at church asked to see me in the other room. Well, in my head, I figured that I did something wrong because this is like a private meeting that I, you know, I was just trying to figure out like what could have I, what, what could I have possibly done? Um, but when I went in, she she handed me this check. I look at the check and I look at her and I'm still trying to hand her back this check. And she's like, no, it's for you. But the thing about this check was, this check wasn't a ballpark figure. It wasn't like rounded off to like the nearest hundred. This was down to the almost penny, if I could remember, it was the exact amount that I needed for rent and nobody knew that I didn't tell my sister I didn't tell anyone because at this point I remember when I prayed I was like God okay I'm relying on you I want to have faith in you and I believe that you're gonna look out for your kid you're gonna look out for me but I need this by today because rent is due today and her check was literally down to the penny to the penny I say and um, that was a faith booster because at that point God and I we didn't really have a very close relationship I didn't really understand it I was just learning I was just kind of touch and go when it comes to faith I couldn't I didn't have enough um, testimonies or learned about enough testimonies or um, understood about God, his nature. I didn't understand God's nature enough to know how much he will look out for me, how much he cares, how much all of this matters. Um, that was, that was the, that was the it for me, for me with God was shaky before I had these testimonies for myself, before I had these encounters for myself with God. Like nobody had to tell me a story. I had it for myself. I understood him for myself. He proved himself to me. He, it wasn't a word that I heard. I didn't know that I was gonna get the money. I didn't how it would happen. And ever since then, I can't say all the time that, you know, my faith is always there, but I'm, I remind myself of 
the ways that he has taken care of me, he's looked out for me, and he's ensured that my needs are met. What God requires of us, God wants our faith. He wants and strength in him. I've been at the point where I've been burnt out. I've been to the point where um, I was frustrated. But many times it, it always, <laughs> it has always brought me back to God. It always brought me back on my face, asking God for help, asking for his mercy. And today, today, what I'm asking of you, the independence, the frustration, everything that you're dealing with, present it to him. Present all of your burdens, all of your stress, and just do one thing. Ask partnership. Ask for the partnership. Ask for God. Ask for God to come into your situation. Ask him for his help in your situation, and he will work it out for you. Listen, pop me a message. Tell me how this video helped you. Please like, subscribe, and share. Do not keep this video for yourself. I will see you in the next video. Peace out, y'all. Hey, so a couple weeks ago, the Holy Spirit um, was just guiding me um, on how to make some changes to Journey in Christ and what I'm doing, because I've been praying and I've been asking God, you know, what is the word? What is it that you want me to be saying to your kids? Because I want to ensure that everything that I'm saying to you is directly and it is direct from God and it's correct. And he gave me three words, which was love, relationships, and faith. And the way that they are packaged is relationships and love kind of go hand in hand. So the first commandment is for us to love. And for in order for us, or in order for us to have right relationships with everyone, we have to display or have some level of love. And that ties into our relationships. And then having faith, we have to, we have to have a right relationship with God. And so all of it just ties into one. But today we are talking about diligently obeying the voice of the Lord. So the Holy Spirit just nudging me and encouraging me to be obedient and be diligent in obedience. And the topic for that was impartation of grace. And so um, we were praying about having the grace to be obedient, having the grace to to hear God's word, to hear what he's saying to us, and then carry it through. Um, the example that I had studied during that time and I'm now reminded of is Saul. Saul was given an instruction. <laughs> he was, he was um, anointed to become king. So he was anointed with... Um, with to be a leader he was anointed to to speak to others to be an authority over people to to ha be able to get a word to people and the lord told him gave him some instructions that he only obeyed partially and i i remember studying it and even the other night just reading over it 
a few times, I'm just in awe of how we make mistakes. We heard what God said. We heard it. It was not a question. We got clear instructions, but yet we do it the way we feel comfortable. Like we delete a whole piece of what he had said and just do it our way. And that's what Saul did. And, you know, initially I was starting to ridicule him and say, you know, how could he have done it this way? And why didn't he? And even in his disobedience, he didn't repent. He seemed to not even have um, any level of, of compassion or he wasn't even sorry that he did it. It was just blatantly disrespectful to God. But we do it all the time. We just don't see it written the way we see it, you know, in the Bible. But studying this, then I'm reminded about Jonah. Jonah, who got instructions, and he sat in the belly of a whale and still didn't want to follow through on these instructions. But that's us many times because we get instructions, we're told to do things, um, but maybe because of fear, discomfort. Uh, for me, I just remember being afraid of the camera, being afraid of what people will say about me, being in front of the camera where if I'm in front of a camera, you know, every week, that means I, I had to fix my hair, put on makeup, and all of those things hindered or started to hinder me from even obeying what God was telling me to do, to post videos, to, to the blog posts are fine, but the videos, hmm, I got to get myself together, um, my background and all that kind of stuff. Either way, I was being a Jonah and, a, and even Moses, but Moses obeyed. And then when we look at the story of, of Lot, Lot going in and, and trying to get his family to leave Sodom and Gomorrah. And there was still disobedience. His wife turned into a pillar of salt because she was told not to turn, look back. Don't look back. I remember, I think it was, it, it was two years too, that um, the Holy Spirit said to me or to say a word that wherever you've come from, whatever relationship you come, you came out of, don't go back. And it's the same thing. Like God took you out of a situation. God is giving you instructions. God is trying to lead you and guide you. And you're still trying to go back to that old thing. And it wasn't better than it, than it is now or it wasn't better than anything else. It's just comfort. And being diligent and obedient, because being diligent is um, being consistent to, to work hard and even with the YouTube channel, I, I hardly put any effort into it. I just ensured that I tried to do videos every, as often as I could, which was like once a month and then it was once every other week. And being diligent and obedient now looks like I was praying to God and asking God, you know, what, what it is that he has for me to do. And it was post for five days out of the week. And I'm just like, five days? How am I gonna fix my hair? How am I gonna put on makeup every day? And I just kept, you know, just looking at all of this. But what changed within me was, okay, God, 
If you said I can do this, if you're telling me to do this, it's possible. If you're telling me to do this, I'm going to have to look at everything that's around me, everything that's going on and try to figure it out, which I did. And being obedient also looked like having joy in doing it, not being having a sad face or being frustrated while doing it, but being joyful. And honestly, with his grace, I am able to get it done because without him, I, I, I knew by now I would have already stopped. I would not have done this and this would, this would have ended. I would have just done it for maybe a, a week or two and then that would be it. But this is what being obedient looks like. It is not easy, but we have to do it. What it looks like is knowing that God has our back knowing that there is no way he's going to give us things to do and it's impossible to get it done. There is a way. And and he's given us the grace. He's given us the, the oil in our tanks to get it done. Diligence in obeying God's voice looks like trying hard to hear, trying very, using a lot of effort to listen for his voice. And I know your babe in Christ and I know you're going to say that you don't hear God's voice. God's word is his voice in words. It's written. God's word is me telling you some of these things to do. God's word to you is through your spiritual authority, through your pastor. He's been saying things and maybe it just went right over your head and you were just thinking, you know, maybe he's just saying it or it's for a set of Christians, not you, but it's for you, hun. It's for you. This word is for you to be diligent and obedient. So be joyful while obeying. Try hard to hear. Put in effort in trying to obey and in trying to hear from God. Another part of being diligent and obedient this weekend so today is Friday, so tomorrow we're having the big event. Um, the Holy Spirit has placed this in my heart a couple of days ago. I couldn't quite understand what, you know, I, I heard the big event. I didn't know what, what that would look like. But um, the Holy Spirit is guiding me to just have a praise party. So we're going to enjoy being in our community in Christ and you've just given your life to God you're just walking in on this journey you may have given your life to Christ a few years ago and you still feel as if well you're not sure you know how to go about this journey in Christ is a community where we're gonna be helping you we're gonna be assisting you in these videos we're assisting you through the vlog we're assisting you in on social media and now we're creating a forum where we have discussions, where you're able to hear from like-minded Christians, from other babes in Christ that are just growing, that are all around the world and just wanted to know and have more about God, have more um, of a family, a, a, a more of a community, and people who they can connect with. So this weekend, tomorrow, is the big event. This is like our meet and greet. You're going to meet everybody that's associated that's been a part of this this journey since we began and whose journey has just begun 
So this is going to be so exciting. This is my first event and I really would love to see you there. It's on the Facebook page, it's going to be all over Instagram, all over our um, website. So please, please be a part of it. I will see you tomorrow. Peace out, y'all. Hey, y'all. This is Mikkel from Journey in Christ. To encourage and uplift the babe in grace. Today, we're talking about partnering up with the Holy Spirit. I have a funny story I want to share. But before we get to that, let's look at John 14 and 16. And this is Jesus speaking, introducing us to who would later be known to us as the Holy Spirit. And I pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Isn't that cool? Jesus is saying that he, he was going to ask the Father to send us someone that would help us throughout our lives. Growing up, I always heard about the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. I grew up in an assemblies of God church and they were very um, enthusiastic, meaning that I saw, what I saw displayed was people running around, fluttering, shaking. So that made me very afraid of the Holy Spirit. After I gave my life to Christ, I found out about this Trinity team and that I'd be partnering up and connecting with this Trinity. I heard about the Father, God the Father, God the Son, and then God the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that had me. Um, I was good with God the Father and God the Son, but I told my pastor, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in, in God the Holy Spirit. You can keep that one. I'll just keep the other two. And as he further explained to me what, what this team meant and how gentle and loving and kind God is, he is not, he's not going to force himself on you. He waits patiently at our hearts and knocks for us to let him in, for us to receive him as king over our lives. In John 16 and 7, it says, But very truly I tell you, it is for you, your good. <laughs> so he's just helping us. He's looking out for us. That I go, I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you, but it will go. And I will send him to you. Now, I don't know about you, but I often need an advocate. I need someone that is going to help me, that is going to guide me. Some days I am frustrated trying to make decisions and it is always great to partner up with the Holy Spirit in those times. I have two main points that I'd like to share um, with you about how I partner up with the Holy Spirit. So to steer me away from sin. That's the first point, and to my purpose. So I know sometimes when I do something wrong, um, when, or even when I say something wrong, the Holy Spirit um, gives me that nudge. He tugs at my heart to let me know that 
something that I said may have hurt someone, something that I said it may have been out of turn or incorrect. Um, and that's him just guiding us. That's him just correcting us. That is God's way of showing us how much he loves us. And to show us the purpose for our lives. Jesus said in Luke that the spirit was upon him to preach to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, and to set captives free. So if the spirit did it for Jesus, because Jesus is our example, he will definitely do it for us. From I was young, I remember people being drawn to me, for me to counsel them, for me to speak to them, and for me to help them. As I got older and I partnered up with the Trinity team, I asked the Holy Spirit to guide me and help me so that I could continue to do this journey, but I do it with them. I do it with God. I do it with the Holy Spirit guiding me. Today, I'd like to encourage you to partner up with the Holy Spirit. Allow him to help you make some decisions. Let me know this week how partnering up with the Holy Spirit went. If this video blessed you in any way, take a moment, share it in your family groups, share it in your, in your school groups, or share it with a friend who you know really needs this word. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. Our handles are in the description box. And I will see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Peace out, y'all.